Welcome to another episode of Care Podcast with Nisar Ahmed, founder and managing editor of an award-winning career blog, CareerMedis.com, and Eric B. Horn, founder of Eric B. Horn Career and Business Solutions. This podcast will provide you with tips, tools, and strategies to help you have the successful career you worked so hard for. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Care Podcast. Uh, this is your co-host, Nisar Ahmed. And if this is the first time you're joining us, CARE stands for Career Advancement Readiness Enhancement. And uh, what we really do in this interview, my co-host, and my, uh, my co-host Eric B. Horn and myself, we try to touch on topics that will help you um, fight the career stagnation, which a lot of professionals struggle with. So we share ideas uh, in each episode we talk about things you can do proactively so that you don't get into that career stagnation mode. You can advance your career. You're always managing your career one step ahead. And today, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an, we do, we're doing something called an Experts Corner, which me and Eric are big fans of. Uh, we invite guests who come from uh, uh, various backgrounds within the career management space, and they share their advice on uh, this particular topic and they share their perspectives and each of these experts corner episodes if you have listened to us there's so many great ideas that are shared and it's something that both of us are really excited about and i'm sure you as the audience will enjoy as well and for today we have a special guest um my in a moment i'll introduce my co-host eric but uh before that i just want to let you know uh brad Lebowski is our guest from Hunger for Success, uh, and also an award-winning podcast called the Career Mentor Podcast. So very excited to have Brad here, but I don't want to steal Eric's thunder. I think that Eric, uh, please introduce yourself as a co-host and and introduce our special guest to the audience. Thanks, Nassar. Hello, everyone in the CARE podcast world. Uh, My name is Eric B. Horn, and I'm the founder of Eric B. Horn Career Business Solutions and as Nassar said, I am the co-host of the CARE podcast. And one, the topic that we want to talk about today is hunger. And, and not in a sense of when you want to eat. We want to talk about your overall hunger for success. Because you have a lot of career professionals out there that they just think that just getting the right type of degrees and showing up to work every single day and just doing what they're supposed to do is, is enough. Right. However, in this day and age, the people that make it, they have a a driving motivation to be successful day in and day out. Not saying that every day is uh, a successful day, but you still have that overall hunger to continue to move in the right direction. And when it comes to the topic of having a hunger for success, I couldn't think of a better individual than I guess Brad Lebowski. So Brad has more than 25 years of both Fortune 250 corporate and nonprofit management experience. He's also a sought-off speaker, author, and consultant. He's also the author of Downsizing, Alternatives for Companies, a resource for those affected. And like Nassar said, he has a podcast called the Career Mentor Podcast. So without further ado, Brad, thank you so much for being a guest on the uh, podcast today. How are you doing today? I'm great, Eric. And thanks so much for having me. Really great to be here. 
No, not a problem. So one of the things that we like to do first uh, when it comes to our guests is get a better understanding of, of who they are and also um, who they are associated with the overall topic. So uh, the first question is, who is Brad Lebowski and what was your inspiration for starting Hunger for Success? Well, thanks, Eric. I'm a third-generation retailer. My family's been in the retail industry for over 100 years. And when you're in retail and in a service industry, you really need to get to know people rather quickly, and you need to understand what's important to them. And I started working for my dad in the garment district in Los Angeles when I was nine years old. And I learned very quickly what it's like to work with people, what it's like to help people, but really how to get to know them, how to really understand what's happening. And if I can help them in any way with a product or a service that I have, then that was my responsibility to do so. And with that experience, I worked in a lot of large companies and led teams as high as 325 people. But at the same time, I always wanted to give back to my community. So I consulted with nonprofit organizations. I helped with fundraising and strategic planning. And in 2013, I decided it was time to retire from corporate retail and focus all of my attention and energies on my community and nonprofit organizations. And I did that for about a year and a half. And my brother and I sat down at Thanksgiving and he said, you know, you work for all these nonprofits and you know all this stuff. Why don't you start your own? And I said, well, that's an interesting idea. I could certainly do that. But uh, what would I do? What would be the thing that I would really want to do that can help the most people? And throughout my career, I've always been a trainer and or did professional development to help people get promoted and, and find better jobs and really work not just on their personal development, but their professional development and help create a lot of successful managers and help people with an education, without an education, get ahead in life. So we came up with Hunger for Success to really mentor people and help people find better jobs and careers so we can reduce poverty throughout the West Coast. Hunger for Success currently serves in California and Oregon and Washington. Um, but our audience in terms of social media and our podcast is national and we're able to provide uh, some resources and mentoring to people that would normally not have access to it. And we found some great success in that and um, the people that start our program are successful finishing our program. Uh, sometimes it takes people longer to finish it than others, but once they finish it, they're 100% successful in finding the career that they want to keep. And when it comes to the, the overall keeping the, the career that they want to keep, there has to be a certain level of motivation, right? You give them the tools that they need to, you know, mold themselves into the professional that they can envision themselves. But there's still some sort of motivation fact, motivating factor that they need to get out there and, and, you know, be successful in a sense. How do you keep, you know, what are some of the seeds that you drop to them just to keep them motivated and keep, keep them hungry for uh, gaining success? And that's a great question. And actually it's one of the, success stories of our program. We're a strength-based organization, 
And what that means is we use a strength-based management system developed by Gallup that measures someone's strength. So each individual, regardless of education, disposition, socioeconomic background, has 34 strengths. Could be communication, could be relating to other people, could be analytical. Every single one of our participants takes the Strength Finders test and we find out what their top five strengths are. And what we do is we make sure their resume, their interview strategies, the career that they choose, how they navigate that career once they're there, all mirrors their strengths. Because what the research from Gallup tells us, if you're doing what you do best every day, you're going to outperform in your job, you're going to have less HR issues, less injuries, you're going to make more money, and you're going to stay in the job longer. So every single participant goes through the same structured program, but every single participant has different top five strengths. And we make sure we use those top five strengths and how we coach, how we develop, and how we help them retain those careers. I really like that, Brad, because you're, it sounds like each and every, the, the recommendations you provide to each and every candidate or client is very personalized because you're going deep into what their top five skills are. And you mentioned a few examples um, I mean, to me, they sound like soft skills and hard skills. Um, I'm curious also on the other side about the mental game um, on, the, on the mindset side. Um, like once you identify the five skills, like I'm just curious, like what kind of, um, how important is the mindset, if at all it is, uh, and uh, what would they need before they go through this process? And that's a great question, Sar. I think a person's mindset has to be, even though they're not happy, even though something may not be going right, they know there's something better. To me, hungry means you know what success feels like and you want more of it. Maybe you've seen it on a TV show. Maybe you've experienced it with a relative or a friend, but you have an idea of what it's like and you feel like that's for me. That's the best mindset you could have is to constantly be hungry for information, for skills, for feedback. You know, when people give feedback, it's not a positive or negative. It's feedback. You use it all. We help people stuck in a bad career. We help people who are disabled, homeless, uh, possibly living or working in poverty. Just because their lives are in transition doesn't mean they're not hungry for something better. And when I work with these individuals across the West Coast, I'm grateful and humbled by the lessons I learned from all of our participants who come to us struggling and find the right solution for them, which really improves their lives because everybody wants something different. Everybody needs a different level of communication or a type of connection that helps them be engaged. And we really have to pay attention to that. If they're going to have the mindset of, look, I'm doing the work. It's my resume. It's, it's, it's my interviewing. You're going to guide me, but I'm going to do 80% of the work. Hunger for success is going to be there for 20%. That's the mindset that we want. And that's when our work is the best. Because we can help feed that hunger. We can help maintain that mindset 
because they're taking steps to get closer and closer to what they know they can have. And look, it's difficult when you have somebody, maybe a veteran or somebody who just got out of being homeless but still doesn't have that right job. It's tough to say, look, it's out there. We've helped hundreds of people so far in our program, and they've achieved exactly what you want. It's possible. Sometimes it's difficult for people to see. Sometimes it's really hard for them based on their um, condition or based on their experience. But if they just have a, a hope, a, a small light that says, you know, I, I, I want this. I know I can have it. I want it. I believe I deserve it. And we're able to reinforce that in our interactions. That's the mindset that keeps our, our participants successful. And that's the mindset of everyone that volunteers and works with Hunger for Success is everything is possible. You don't have to be stuck in a job you don't like. You don't have to be stuck in a certain socioeconomic level if it doesn't provide for your needs. You don't have to be stuck there. We can help you get out of it, and we have a pretty good track record of doing that. You know, with, with you just saying you don't have to be stuck, you know, that's, that's huge, and that definitely parallel to, to, to mindset because, you know, you're, you're in a certain situation because your mind has possibly put you there but as much as you've gotten yourself into a certain situation you know having the right mindset and the support behind it can help you get past that so the the listeners need to to understand right you don't have to be stuck give yourself the permission to get out of a, a certain situation now you may not be able to get out of it day one but if you have the right mindset and you have the right hunger to get out of that situation. Any, anything is possible. So that's, a, that's a great point. Now, switching gears more prone to, to you now, based off of your, your bio and your accomplishments, you, you've done a lot, you know, whether it's the 25 years working in management to being an author, to being a podcaster. And I'm pretty sure there's so much more that you've done. What, keeps you hungry for more success what motivates you because you have some what you've accomplished even a third of that some people would be successful for example if you've written a book you have so many people out there that want to write a book but they never do you've done it and i'm you have the the, the personality that you always want more but what specifically keeps you hungry for more success well, I, I appreciate that, uh, and thank you for, for the, the nice comments. You know, I've always measured my success by the number of people I help and the lives that are improved. And it's my responsibility to study our communities and listen to community leaders and people um, that are struggling and are successful. And it really leaves me wanting to find more ways to help more people. I don't think our work is ever going to be done. You know, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, you don't have to be stuck in one place. And, and people need to know they deserve help. Sometimes it's very difficult to ask for help. And people that have asked for help before may not have gotten it or may have been uh, treated unfairly and, and don't feel like they can ask for help. 
every single person deserves help um, from an expert, from a friend, from a family member. As much as I have succeeded or, or accomplished a few things, I haven't done it by myself. I've always done it with mentors and people around me that helped me, whether it be family or friends or professional mentors or people that I've helped in the past come back and help me. But, you know, the other thing that keeps me hungry for wanting to do more is poverty is on the rise in our country. And the cost of living is also on the rise. Yet, you know, family incomes have been pretty stagnant. And when people are disappointed in a career, they take it home with them. It affects their family. It affects their friends. It affects how they socialize and what they do for their communities. A lot of people get turned off at work and they stay turned off when they get home. And that's something I really want to help with. One, because I've been successful at it and I think I can help too because I believe people deserve it. You would be amazed sitting in front of someone who has struggled for whatever reason, and you just look them in the eye and you tell them, you deserve this. Just that simple. You deserve this. And you should see them light up. Like they've never heard that before. It never occurred to them before. But that's what I want to do more of, and that's what keeps me thinking of ways to grow personally and professionally myself, but ways to grow our services to help more people. I really like that, Brad, because when you say that to someone, it really motivates them, especially if someone has, has a history of feeling low or not feeling confident about themselves. So an external motivation from someone like you as an authority figure means a lot to a lot of people. But I also wanted to ask you, um, the word motivation, everybody has a different context. And, you know, this whole interview is about hunger. I'm just curious, what is, what is your meaning? Like, uh, how do you define motivation? What does that mean to you? You know, when I think about motivation, I think of it being very personal. I think it's something that you really have to listen carefully for. Every time we sit down with a participant, we tell them, tell me your story. And tell me how you think we can help. And people's motivation sometimes, look, I'm doing this for my kids. Or I'm doing this because my parents never had anything and I want to have something. So the motivation is from family. Or you know what? I studied hard and I'm motivated to take what I've learned and apply it to, to have a career, to buy a home, to go on vacation. The nice part about Hunger for Success is we can customize our approach. And, and sorry, we talked about that earlier in terms of you know, individualizing it so people feel like this is all about them. Because quite frankly, it is. Um, and again, we encourage our participants to own the process. We don't do everything for them and hand it to them on a plate. They have to have skin in the game. And one of the great aspects of Hunger for Success is that we're free for life service. So if any of our participants experience a low point, they can engage us quickly and get the support they need at any time. They don't have to like do our program and they can't do it anymore. We're a free for life service. So for, for people that have a real, and again, motivation I think has to be personal. 
And once you figure out what it is and what motivates people, you keep that. You remind them of that. Hey, you're doing this for yourself because of your self-worth needs to be higher than your impression or your self-worth needs to be higher than what your boss tells you or your coworkers tell you or maybe even your parents tell you. So finding that motivation, you really have to listen. Sometimes you get it the first time. Sometimes it takes a couple of times. But once you figure out that motivation, you remind them of that motivation every day because that's got to drive you. In fact, we've even encouraged people to think of three words that motivate them. Could be courage, could be honesty, could be a, a, you know, a, a high moral ethic value, and literally put post-its on their car. So when they're driving to work on the dashboard are those three words to motivate them every day. Because if they repeat that motivation, if they understand what those words mean to them, then that motivation is going to not completely eliminate negativity, but lessen it and help them focus on the positive. Again, we're strength-based. We're not telling them what they can't do. We're telling them what they do incredibly well. And that's what we want to do is we want to maintain that positivity and words can be motivating and family can be motivated, but we want to remind them of that every day. Now, we've somewhat touched up, touched on the, the topic of what drives you every day to achieve success, but I want to go a little bit deeper based off of what you said before on how you measure success, because um, I wrote it down. So basically, you measure success on how many people that you've helped. So let me ask you this question. Um, if you are unable to help someone, do you view that as a, as a failure or do you use the possibility of you not being able to help that person as even more of a driving force to figure out a way to, to help them? Because most people try to help themselves when it comes to their careers, their business, or just their overall well-being. It's, it's definitely uh, internal, but you're saying, hey, I measure how I show up and how I, I measure my wins based off of how many people that I've helped, which is extremely noble. Um, but, you know, does it drive you even more if you're in a situation where you can't help someone? I just wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good question. I think there's some people we come across um, that I want to help but may not want to do the program or um, we've had uh, participants that have been felons before where it takes us a little longer to find them jobs than others. And there's a point where you go, wow, I'm trying everything I know how to do and I'm still not getting the results I need. I really practice what I preach. I go to my mentors. I go to my family. I go to my friends and I say, hey, here's the situation I'm in. What do you recommend? It's all about learning. It's all about collaboration. Um, again, if you feel like no one's going to help me, I'm just going to do it myself, you limit yourself so much. But if you can expand your influences and you can expand the number of people that give you um, advice or are a role model in any way, then you increase your chances of being successful. 
Um, not everything works according to plan. We know that. Not uh, We've helped people find jobs as fast as four hours and as long as two years. Um, everything's different based on individual needs. But if I feel like something isn't working or I'm getting feedback from our participants, hey, this is taking longer than I thought, what can we do to speed things up? What can you do to get me more help? I always reach out and um, you know, ask people for help, do some research, work with other organizations that help people find jobs depending on their disposition, um, and really try to provide them the, the best resources and the most resources possible. You know, when you talk about achieving success, I've had this quote on my desk for over 25 years, and it's by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it says, to laugh often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and ensure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know even one life has breathed easier because you've lived, that is to have succeeded. And I can tell you in the last 25 years, I until I accomplished one of those things. And that's something that, again, I've done for over 25 years. I'll probably do it for another 25 years minimum. Um, but that really helps motivate me and keeps me focused on not just what I need to do to be successful, but to know that if I need help, I have people around me. I can do that, and I can and I can practice what I preach. If that makes sense. Wow, that that's that's really powerful. I mean, what he just said. You ha you sort of have like a guiding or mission statement that drives you, and uh, and twenty five years. That's amazing. Like a lot of people, <laughs> including myself, forget something we set up two and a half months ago. Twenty five years is a long time. <laughs> And that, that explains how you're so passionate and uh, regarding what you're doing. What you're doing is amazing. A lot of people need to hear this and uh, a lot of people need to um, understand the good work you're doing. And I, I now I can get a sense of why that is. So thanks for sharing that. That is, that is fantastic. Appreciate it. So my next question is like, I mean, we are coming towards uh, wrapping up here. Um, you've told us where your journey so far. I'm curious, um, what's next for Hungry for Success? And also what's next for the Career Mentor Podcast? Um, what can we see from um, yourself and your team? Well, you know, uh, and I appreciate you asking. In terms of Hunger for Success, um, Growth is always our motivation. The more people we can help, the better. Um, and that's what we've done for the last four years. We started helping, I think, seven people our first year, and now we're up to 87 in our fourth year. So, you know, we're, we're growing fairly well, but there's a lot more people uh, that we need to help, and, and it's our job to, you know, get the support and, and get the resources to make that happen. Um, we're very modest on social media, but uh, we accomplish about uh, 33,000 impressions monthly, um, you know, combined with Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Um, we have a website. 
Um, it's really just help, the letter H, the number four, the letter S.org. Um, but as it relates to the podcast, you know, that's something that talk about a learning experience and <laughs> talk about um, always needing help to, to learn how to grow that. Um, my goal really with the podcast is to get more feedback from people that are working. Um, next week, our new podcast will be about making friends at work. And it's part of the Gallup engagement Q12 survey where they have 12 questions that basically measure someone's engagement at work. And one of the questions is, do you have a best friend at work? And people say, well, my best friend, I mean, I've known since, you know, elementary school or high school, it doesn't make any sense. But what, what this research told us was, look, if you have successful personal relationships at work, you're going to be more engaged. You have things in common with people. You look forward to work, and then after work, you get together, and you can be friendly or help one another or share with each other's families. This increases engagement. Um, I would love to have uh, guests on there. I'd love to have more feedback on there. Um, as I learn more about podcasts, I'd love to make that grow. Um, we're very small, but our podcasts are about 15 minutes or less. And it gives our participants an opportunity, you know, to take refreshers for free anytime they want. And we've had some, you know, national uh, participation as well, where people find us on either iTunes or Spotify or um, Podbean, which is where we're hosted. And um, they say, hey, I, I'm getting an interview tomorrow. I'll listen, see what they have to say, see how I can help. So um, I need to learn more about podcasts. It's something that I'm doing all the time. And, and um, you know, Eric and Nassar, you've taught me a lot today, and I really appreciate the opportunity and hope we can continue to work together and, and I can learn from you. Um, I'm a humble student for sure when it comes to podcasts. But, again, it's a way we can reach people um, and help them at their level and at their time. If it's at midnight or if it's at, you know, before they have dinner, they want to listen to a podcast or on the way to work. They want to listen to a podcast to kind of motivate themselves or re-engage themselves into making things better for them and their family. I'd love to have that opportunity and have that podcast waiting for them. So uh, we're almost up to our 50th podcast. It's been about a year and a half. Um, and I just look forward. Thank you. And I, and I just look forward to, there's so much I need to learn about that. I just look forward to having people like, uh, you know, uh, the both of you um, in my corner and then learning and studying however I can uh, to improve that podcast experience. No, you, got, you, 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 you have my support. I mean, that was one of the main reasons why, um, like, that's one of the reasons why we, we reached out to you to, to, to connect and to share ideas and to, to help each other out. I mean, that's what the, the podcast community is all about. You know, of course it's to give the, to the best content we can give to our listeners, but this is something that Nassar taught me, you know, you, you create, you know, great relationships by, you know, podcasting and it's all conversation. Right. In conversation, it gets to a point where you're sharing ideas, you're sharing ideas, you see the person that you, you interview, take those ideas and take, 
their platform, their career to the, the next level, especially if it's a, a genuine platform. You know, for example, you know, we help you out, you help us out, we, we all grow. And especially because you can take that information and you can use that to help serve your uh, your overall community, right? So, no, absolutely. Yeah, we appreciate you 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 coming on the show. Um, we'll definitely put the the quotes and your website and all the information because what you're doing is so so needed, right? And just your overall spirit that you have when it comes to wanting to to, to help people, you know, and that you're right that from the career perspective it, it all boils down to you know you don't have to be the smartest you don't have to be the fastest you just have to be the 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 hungriest person in, in in the room when it comes to pushing what you're trying to push and you know i'm all for anyone that comes on this podcast to i mean Nassar and i talk all the time we we try to push each other we try to grow it's it's more individuals out in the world that needs our help than anything else so instead of us trying to compete let's collaborate so we can cover a larger area um and at the end of the day to your point brad you know the success that we can measure should be geared towards how many people we help so thank you for you know your time your effort your energy your your, your wisdom and just being on the podcast we definitely appreciate it well thank you for having me i've had a great time and look forward to collaborating with you further same here. Nassar, did you have any final thoughts? Uh, I just wanted to echo what he just said. Like, we are grateful that you came on the show, Brad, and shared some of your ideas. Like, uh, your, your, your passion shines through, your experience as well. So I'm, I'm sure the, our audience will agree with that. And, um, yeah, thanks for joining us. It's great. And thanks for openly sharing your sharing ideas. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this episode of The Care Podcast. Have a topic that you would want us to talk about? Reach out to us via Twitter at CareCareerCast. Cast.